Oh, wonderful. What a blessed morning yet again today. I believe it is well with you, well with your family, well with all that you do. Father, we thank you this morning. We give a glory and praise for the great and wonderful things that you do in our lives. We thank you. We praise you. Thank you for the privilege of fellowship. Thank you for bringing us together yet again this morning. To you alone be all the glory, now and forevermore. Thank you, Holy Spirit, as you teach us, guide us, and instruct us in the way we should go. Amen and amen. Luke chapter 2 verse 52. Our anchor scripture for the last one month or thereabout, Luke chapter 2, verse 52. Amen. I believe you should know this scripture without looking at your Bible by now. It says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. With God and and man, what I want us to query this morning is how did Jesus increase? How did he increase in wisdom? How did he increase in stature? How did he increase in favor? What is the secret of the increase of our Lord and Savior? Oh yes, it is good to pray and seek the face of God. But may I say to you that prayer does not necessarily translate into increase of stature. Prayer does not necessarily translate into increase of wisdom or increase of favor before God and man. There are Christian sects and cults and groups that pray to God for days, for weeks, and for months. In fact, I have heard of people who live permanently on the mountaintop. They go to the mountains to pray for days, for weeks. People who have given themselves to prayer and countless nights of vigils, night vigils, and yet they have not increased in stature. They have no weight in the spirit. They have not grown in their walk with God. The devil has no regard for them. They have not increased in their sacrifice. Neither have they increased or grown in the grace of God. So prayer is great. But the quality of your prayer life is largely determined by the desires that powers your prayer life. Mark chapter 11 verse 24 whatsoever thing you desire when you pray believe that you have received them and you shall have them so your desire should motivate you to the place of prayer so now the question is what was the secret desire of jesus that increased his stature first secret is Jesus had the desire to do, to fulfill all the will of God. The desire to fulfill the will, all the will of God. So after the feast in Jerusalem, the parents of Jesus forgot their son in the temple. And it took them three days to find the young son of Joseph and Maria. The Bible says in Luke chapter 4, 2 
from verse 45 to 4 to 52 the bible says so when they did not find him they returned to jerusalem seeking him verse 46 now so it was that after three days they found him jesus in the temple sitting in the midst of the teachers both listening to them and asking them questions and all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers so when they saw him they were amazed and his mother said to him son why have you done this to us look your father and i have sought you anxiously verse 49 and he said to them why did you seek me did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Why did you seek me? Verse 50, but they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. Verse 52, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Even as a 12-year-old child, Jesus was so consumed with his father's business. He was all about the will of the father. He even queried the spirit, expecting them to know, to know that all that concerned him was his father's will, his father's business. Why did you seek me? Do you not know that I must be about my father's business? That was the established baseline that triggered the increase of wisdom, stature, and favor. It is one thing to know the will of God and another thing is to desire to do and completely fulfill the will of God. Most of the professing Christians I've spoken to have an idea of the will of God for their lives concerning different areas of their life, whether it's marriage, whether it's ministry, whether it's family, whether it's career, whether it's their calling or their... Just name it. Most of the people I have spoken to in recent time know what the will of God for their life is. The challenge, however, as it's always been, is in doing the will of God. Knowing the will of God is one thing. Doing the will of God is the challenge. Men who are consistently ready to do the will of God are very few. I repeat, men and women, young and old, children of all ages who are consistently ready to do the will of their father, the will of God, are very few. And just as food is a vital component of the increase of stature of a child, of a man, doing the will of God is also the food of the spirit that increases the spiritual stature of a spiritual man. So Jesus answered his disciples in John chapter 4 verse 34 saying, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. My food is 
to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. What does it mean when Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him? The will of God, the will of him that sent me. What does it mean? Number one, it means doing the will of God was what sustained our Lord Jesus Christ and kept him alive. Food sustains you. Food keeps you alive. My food is to do the will of God. You want to see me live? Help me to do the will of God. You want to see me survive? Help me to do the will of God. If you want to see me live a healthy spiritual life, a healthy, wonderful, glorious, beautiful life, and staying alive in God, waxing strong in God, growing in the grace of God, give me the will of God and help me fulfill that will. And then you can be assured, very much assured, that I will live. What does it mean when Jesus said, my food is to do the will of God? Number two, it means doing the will of God is what gave him weight in the spirit. Weight in the spirit. You gain weight in the spirit by what you feed on, by what you eat. I have been fasting without food for a few weeks. And my wife decided to put me on a weighing machine a few days ago. Just to realize that I had lost 20 kg in about 4 weeks. 20. Just 4 weeks. Only 4 weeks. Food is very important for your weight. So when the will of God becomes your uttermost priority, you gain spiritual weight and stature. And that realm, at that realm and level, you can say to any form of principality to bow to the lordship of Jesus and they would bow with that argument. When the will of God becomes your food, becomes your daily consumption, you are consumed by the will of God, the desire to do. You want to know what is the will of God concerning every area of my life, concerning my journeys, concerning my marriage, concerning my family, concerning my calling, concerning my relationship with my people, relationship with my colleagues, relationship with my friends, the way I do my business, the way I live my life. The moment you know and you are convinced you are very convinced that the will of God is what pioneers every area of your life and you feed on it it becomes your necessary food oh I tell you you gain weight in the spirit you gain weight in the spirit do you know demons screamed out of the people they possessed even without Jesus saying a word as soon as Jesus approached them, the demons identified them and they began to cry out. They began to cry out, Oh, son of the living God, why have you come to torment us? That's weight in the spirit. Weight in the spirit. Doing the will of God is what sustains your healthy spiritual living. Doing the will of God adds solid weight to your life. Every spiritual punch you throw at the devil will land him on the floor. Let the desire to do the will of God become your daily food. As a pastor, as a prophet, as a teacher, don't seek to do your own thing. Teach your own message. 
preach your own gospel or even prophesy for your own game. Just seek to do the will of God. Seek to fulfill the will of God. Let the will of God, fulfillment of the will of God, be equivalent to the consumption of food. For your spirit, man. Let the desire to do the will of God become your daily food. Even in the prayer of Jesus, the will of God was more important than the daily bread. He taught in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 10, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Jeremiah 15, 16, Your words were found, and I did eat them. The word of God is the will of God. And the will of God is the word of God. Find the will of God. Find the word of God. Concerning that thing, that project, concerning that marriage, that mission, concerning your ministry, find the word of God. Find the will of God. Find the word of God and eat them. Eat them. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. The word of God is the will of God. Oh, yes. What does it mean? That my food is to do the will of God, number one. It means doing the will of God is what sustains you and keeps you alive. It means doing the will of God gives you weight, weight, solid weight, capacity, in the spirit. And number three, it means doing the will of God is what gave Jesus the energy that kept him active. The energy that kept him active. Yes, that's what food does. When you eat, you are active and you are ready to go, ready to move. Oh yes, a lot of energy is released into your system through what you eat. You have calories that will move you, move you further. So Jesus was powered and propelled by the will of God and not by anything else. The will of God supplied the energy he needed to go about his daily assignment. The will of God, he was moved by the will of God. He responded to the will of God. He did all that he did by the will of God. He was sustained by the will of God. He was powered by the will of God. He was propelled by the will of God. The healings were according to the will of God. The miracles were according to the will of God. His prayers were according to the will of God. The things he did, even the fulfillment of the assignment on the cross was according to the will of God. John chapter 6 verse 38, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. May I ask you, dear wonderful child of God, may I ask you this morning, whose will are you doing? Whose will are you fulfilling? Your own will? Your own desire? I've had men of God say, I want to do my own thing, my ministry, my life, my prophetic word, my word, my teaching, my days. And Jesus dissociated himself from that. He said, I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, 
not to do my own will. There is always a cry of heaven looking for a man to send. For many years, Isaiah did his own will, his own ministry, his own words. He preached his own message, prophesied his own prophecies. But in chapter 6, when he encountered the Lord, then he heard, who will go for us? Heaven is always looking for a man, a woman, a boy, a girl. Girl, a youth that we go for us. The cry of heaven is who will go for us because there are so many people going but going for themselves. So many people going, going for what they will have, what they will obtain, what they will get. So Jesus said, I did not come on my own. Can you, can you see that? I have not come to do my own will but to do the will of him who sent me. Do you, have you realized that even every true genuine one who comes from heaven is not permitted to do his own thing? Even the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, that the Spirit of God will not speak of his own. He will only speak what he is. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. I don't want to do my own will. I want to do the will of him who sent me. In that relationship, whose will are you doing? In that relationship, that, that marital relationship, whose will are you doing? Are you living the way God wants you to live? Are you living in purity according to his will? In that marriage, whose will are you doing? In ministry, whose will are you doing? For I have come down from heaven. John chapter 6 verse 38. Not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. So what happens when a man understands this and lives his life to fulfill it? John chapter 8 verse 29. Look at what Jesus said. He who sent me is with me. He who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone because I always do what pleases him. I love these two scriptures. Please commit them to memory. John chapter 6 verse 38, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Apply that to every area of your life, to your marriage, to your relationship, to your job, to your business, to your finances, to your ministry, to your calling. I'm not here to do my own will. Are you a singer? I'm not here to sing my own song. I want to sing a song, the song he puts on my lips. Oh, I'm not here to preach my own words. I want to preach the words he's put on my tongue. I'm not here to say my own thing or give my own counsel based on what I know. I'm giving a counsel based on what God has put on my heart, based on his will. I don't want to marry him based on my desire. I want to marry him based on his will. It must be powered by the will of God. And once that is in place, John chapter 8 verse 29 will be fulfilled. He who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone because I always do what pleases him. Oh, I always do what pleases him. I want to leave you at this point this morning. The secret to the stature, to the increase of the stature you so much desire. It's not just in praying. It's not just in attending meetings. It's not just in attending night vigils. It's not just 
Jesus in quoting scriptures the secret to the increase of the stature which you desire in the spirit is in seeking doing everything by the help of the Holy Spirit to do the will of God to do not to know it not to hear it but to do the will of God. And once that is in place, then you can see John 8, 29, He who sent me is with me. And I can guarantee you, if he, the one who sent you is with you, you can be sure that when you go through the fire, you will not be burned. You can be sure that when you get into the lion's den, you will not be consumed. You can be sure that when you are in prison, he will send his angels to get you out. You can be sure that even when you are chained and fasting to the ground, oh, the one who sent you will come like earthquake and break the chains and set you free. Oh, if you do his will and you please him, you you can be sure, you can be sure that even when you are dead and buried, he will raise you up again. Like he raised the Lord Jesus Christ, he raised him up to the glory of his name. You will be raised up again. Oh, he who sent me is with me. Why? Not because I'm good looking, not because I know how to preach, not because I prophesy, not because I teach and I teach wonderfully, not because I have a thousand, a million followers following me on Facebook. No, he has not left me alone because I always do. I always do what pleases him. Father, this morning, my prayer for myself and for those who hear me is that we come to this realm. We come to this place in the spirit. We come to this dimension where we can say, He who has sent me is with me. He has not left me. He has not left me alone because I always do what pleases him. Lord, I pray for your children. I pray for your sons and your daughters that the grace, the desire, the desire not to do their own will, but to do the will of him who sent us, who sent them, will be greatly increased. When such desire is increased, your stature, your width is increased in the spirit. I commend you to God this morning and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Amen and amen. God bless you. Amen.